Hello, my name is Charles Wright, and welcome to the Complete in Christ podcast, where we endeavor to fit the pieces of our lives together according to the Word of God. Here on Complete in Christ, we're trying something new and kicking off a sermon series. The title of the series is What's in Your Heart, and it's taken from a sermon that I preached in 2019. And the aim of that sermon was that by better understanding the link between our hearts, our beliefs, and our decisions, that we would be convicted and ultimately compelled to ask God to show us what he sees in our hearts and then be determined to genuinely and earnestly seek him to renew our hearts and our minds. The sermon is taken from Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12, and I pray that it blesses you. Let's get to it. Not when you look back on it, though. Don't you feel silly? I mean, the way he was pining. <laughs> mess with Bolden. Bolden, Bolden, back when you had hair, Bolden, you was pining over somebody. And now you look back in the wisdom of, in the wisdom of, of age and say, what was I thinking? What, what, what? Right? And guess who was there with you the whole time? Your heart telling you, oh, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. So we, we should know by personal experience that of all people I cannot trust, it's my heart. Because one day my heart is set on one thing and then I wake up the next day and I'm, I don't know if I feel like. But in the same breath, well, my heart, I just feel in my heart I need to do this. Well, your heart told you yesterday to go left. Yeah, I know, I know, but now today, well, you see what I'm saying? And I know, look, I'm, it's, it seems funny, but, it, but it's serious, right? Because we give so much credence to what I feel and, and what I feel about and how it, if it feels right and it's my truth and all these things. And the scripture is so clear. And our experience confirms scripture. That's the other thing too, right? We know. The things that I thought I wanted to do, I don't want to do those no more. Not, I can't even remember how I, what frame of mind was I in that made me even think that was a good idea. The deceitfulness of the heart. Uh-huh. Now get this, get this, get this. <clears throat> we like to tell ourselves, I like to tell myself, we like to tell ourselves that uh, emotions, feelings, and desires kind of exist on one side, and on the other side is kind of my mind and my intellect, and that I'm able to kind of restrain my worst impulses because I'm a rational thinking individual. <laughs> and, 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 and what we, we really find out, or at least we, we think that we're not impacted by uh, those things, or we're not affected by what's kind of lurking in the dark recesses of our hearts, right? That we can get this, and I hope, look, if this offends you, it, it, it just is what it is, and then I'll be out of here in a couple of minutes. We, we feel like we can live a double life. Hmm. <laughs> I, I feel like I can maintain this dual existence, one that looks good for those around me, and then another existence that satisfies those secret desires in my heart when 
Not when no one's around, well, but just when y'all ain't around. <laughs> but the Bible makes it clear that my emotions, my feelings, my desires, and how I think, how I reason are actually very much intertwined. And as such, the heart represents that which controls the decisions that I make in my life, right? As evidenced by the fact that you are even trying to live double lives. If my intellect and reason is so powerful, why would I even entertain trying to do something dark and secret and lurking? That's because my intellect and reason is not what's in control. It's the secret dark and lurking that's trying to figure out how I can be satisfied, how I can be uh, 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 satiated in what it is that I want to do. This is why, I'm going somewhere with this, y'all. Hang with me. This is why the act of salvation and then the continuing act of sanctification has to start in the heart. Uh, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Romans 10, 9 and 10, very familiar verse. We all know it very well, but let's look at it maybe a little bit differently now that we have the context that we've just been talking about. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Why is that, Paul? Well, for with the heart, a person believes, resulting in righteousness. Some of your uh, translations may say justification. And with the mouth, he confesses, resulting in salvation. This is interesting. This is interesting. This is interesting. Because what Paul seems to suggest here is that it's not enough, Pete, to know information. <laughs> It seems that Paul is, is kind of giving a wink and a nod to what the Bible says about the heart in that, look, I know that there is this operating system that really controls everything. You can put some facade on the outside. Well, yes, Jesus, God is Jesus is God's son. And I love him. He was born in a manger and raised on the third day. And yes, all that good stuff. <laughs> but Paul peels that back and says, yeah, no, you don't understand. What's in your heart? That's where salvation Starts, right? And so we see heart is the center of our physical and spiritual lives. What we believe is what we think is true, right? What we're persuaded of, what we place our confidence in. And this righteousness, this justification is really just correct thinking, feeling, and acting that is acceptable to God. So when you put all that together, right, there is a consistent theme. First revealed all the way in Genesis. I wasn't just showing you guys that just to kind of, you know, bore you or anything like that, but to show you there's this consistent theme from the very beginning of the scripture in Genesis and throughout all scriptures, and it's confirmed here in Romans that the heart of the problem for man is that man has a problem of the heart. Hmm. Yeah. And his heart has to be redeemed. And then it has to be renewed. So this begs two questions that we must now ask ourselves. First, we must ask ourselves, is my heart a slave to sin? Do I indulge every whim and desire of my heart? When I talked about dual nature, some of you guys might have been like, what do you mean dual nature? I just do what my, what my heart says to. I'm not faking and flogging for anybody. If I want to go, I go. If I don't, I don't. If I do, I do. All these kinds of things. Do I chase after that which satisfies my flesh? All at the expense of my eternal soul. Hmm. 
Or has my heart been changed? Has it been freed by the power of God from the bondage of sin, leading to belief in Jesus Christ as my Savior and ultimately resulting in salvation? And if the answer to that is no, or I don't know, then please, at the end of service, hang around. You will have an opportunity to speak with some of us, to really get to a place of confidence, a place of really being able to understand and to know that you know that you know. Hmm. But that's the first question. But the second question is, if my heart has been redeemed, the question becomes, what's in it? You can go to a, uh, many of you guys know, right, I work for uh, Goodwill of Central and Southern Indiana, and, and you can go to any Goodwill store and you can buy things that someone else previously owned. They may have thrown those things out. Goodwill has put it on a shelf. And when you come in there, you actually look at it and you see it and you say, you know what, this vase, this uh this uh, container. I like it. I think it could go in my house somewhere nice. And so I'm going to redeem it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to purchase it. And so that thing has been redeemed. But then when you get home, you take the lid off and you realize, oh, look what the previous owner had in here. Right. And that's what I'm asking you. Christ has redeemed your heart. The question is, when he takes the lid off, What is he finding in there? (laughs) Where does your heart get its sustenance from? Where does it draw its strength from? What what informs your heart? What educates your heart? What what feeds it? Right? And, and, And in return, what impulses, what drives, and what urges is it generating for you to act upon? When, when, when Christ redeems your heart and he takes the lid off, if he, he takes some stuff out, are you busy putting that stuff back in? Mm-hmm. So in conclusion here, we're wrapping up here. Our hearts by default want to satisfy the flesh. Ain't no question. Ain't no question. Want to do what's pleasing, want to satisfy, want to satiate our sinful desires, our selfish desires. And by definition, if we're following our hearts, then we are being led away from God. Again, this is what the Bible says is good and evil, not what the world says. But if I'm following my own will, then guess what? I'm not following God's will. And by definition, I'm walking in evil, right? And being led away from God. So next Sunday, what we're going to do is look at verse 13 in the text. And we're going to talk about how then to guard against being led away from God by our hearts. Because like I said, the, the writer says, take care. There's an imperative there, which implies that there's some things that we can do, right? To make sure to guard our hearts. But until then, here's the homework that I want everyone in here to try to do for this week. At the bottom of your handouts, if you have it, you'll see Psalm 139, 23 and 24. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous 
or hurtful way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Here's the homework. Here's the homework. Here's the homework. Throughout next week, pray that verse. Ask God to search you. I don't care. I don't care if you're a preacher or whatever you think is the lowest position in the church. I'm I'm not even going to get into that. From the pulpit to the back door. Ask God to search you. Don't you sit down and say, hmm, what's in my heart? Heart, tell me what's in you. And the heart's going to remind you, oh, remember when you gave such and so some extra so and so? Yeah, that's right. I got some generosity in me. No. No. This is not a self-evaluation. This is asking God to search you out. This is asking God to shine his holy light. Can I help you out with something? If you're scared about it, he already knows. He he already knows. This is more of an exercise for us. He's not going to be surprised. Some of you are, well, I don't want him to find. He knows. (laughs) I don't want him to see. He saw it. Yeah, too late. He knows. Okay. This is more for us. Right? Search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any hurtful way in me. But don't just leave me there, God. When you show it to me and I'm broken by it, don't just leave me there. But what does he go on to say? And lead me in the way everlasting. I'm challenging you guys. Pray this prayer. I'm not saying you need to pray it every hour on the hour. I'm not saying you need to fast. I'm just saying when you think about it, ask the Lord to show you. Let me tell you, I, I did this this past week as I'm preparing for the sermon. I did it. <sighs> and what the Lord began to do is he began to show me almost as if I was looking at myself. I started seeing things I hadn't noticed before. And not only was he showing me up, but then he would also show me, and that's rooted to this. Ah, and that's, and this is the root of that. This is, ah, uh-huh, and this is what that's connected to. And it, and it brought, it, it, it brought me low. It brought me low. But let me tell you what else it did. And this is why I'm, I'm encouraging you to do it. It made me even more grateful for the salvation that I have. It made me see that grace as being more amazing than I initially maybe thought that it was, right? Because, yeah, I know you saved me from my sin, but we don't like to think of ourselves as continuing in some ickiness and sin and some issues, right? And so when I began to see that, and then I began to be humbled and broken as he began to show me Here's here's why you're doing these things. No one else can see it. That's the other beautiful thing about the good, good father that God is. This is just between you and him. He's not going to put you on front street. He's not going to blast it out. You don't need to go declare it in the break room when he reveals it to you. But this is for us. And and the reason is not so that you come back in with a big, long list of of minister, right? Here's what what the Lord showed me. And I couldn't believe it. No, I don't want to know. 
I like you guys. I don't want to. I don't want to know. I know I got my own stuff, right, Pete? I don't want to know, right? But next Sunday is is we're coming with an eye towards now, God. How do I guard my heart against the things that you showed me in this past week? And I want the Lord, and I know that He will if you meet Him there. He will break up that fallow ground in the heart. He'll start moving some stuff. He'll start showing you some things. And when you come in next Sunday, you will, you will, you will be like, look, can we sing one song and get to the sermon? Cause I want to know, right? What the Lord has to say about this. I've been, I've been dealing with this and praying about this all through the week. And the Lord is bringing me here now. I know what he's told me. I want it to confirm in the word and so that we can move on and be better. So, I'm going to close my eyes. Show, show of hands. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do anything like that. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, please, please, please do this. It's not going to change. I'm going to get up next Sunday and preach no matter what. And I'm going to preach like I always preach no matter what. But if you want to get the most of what God has for you, right? The good thing, here's the beauty of it. Here's the beauty of it. I'm not even in my notes anymore. Here's the beauty of it. The beauty is, is that what Christ came to do is to make our hearts new. He redeemed them, and now he wants to make them new. Right? So this this exercise is not a one-time thing. It's a continual thing. God, show me. Oh, help me guard my heart against that. God, show me. Ah, Help me guard myself. You see what I'm saying? This is a a day by day, faith by faith, walk by walk, step by step, sanctification process until one day when I see him, like John says, I will be like him. I can't imagine. But that's what he has come to do. Homework. I know some of y'all are thinking, I'm an adult. Don't be trying to give me homework, Charles. I can do what I want to do. That's that sin in you. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Complete in Christ podcast. If you have any questions regarding this episode or series, you can send them to questions at completeinchristpodcast.org. Please include your name, where you're from, and the specific episode you're referencing. Also, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It gives us feedback that helps us to keep improving and provide some insight for those who may be listening for the very first time. Again, my name is Charles Wright, and until next time, be blessed.